0: more details.
1: The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers
2: game with Gil Alexander on Visa. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics.
3: Good Wednesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app. Fubo, Game Plus, I radio YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Uh, it is Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay back in the fold today. By the way, Brady Cannon will join us in studio. Jason Weingarten. On the Major League Baseball trade deadline, betting implications of that a little Vince Scully tribute coming up. Uh, Jason, a Southern Cal native, and Angelino very affected by that. Pete Futak, as we continue college football thoughts with the Big Ten today, after getting through the SEC yesterday. And oh, our buddy John Legasa will join us as well to talk baseball. He's got a bevy of picks. Three is, is bevy three. Can we call it bevy three. No, no, we can't do that. Uh, he's got three picks in baseball coming up. Uh, but Jeff, good morning to you, sir. And I want to start with you. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. I'm alive. That's that's good. Would you like to share with everybody why you were absent the last few days? Yeah,
1: sure. Don't get kidney stones, kids. Don't get kidney <laughs> no. stones,
3: kids. That's 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 the most simplistic way I can put it. Okay, you're a young man. Yeah, but you have a history in your family of this. Dad, it, it's the genetics don't work out great on that. Not with kidney stones. Correct. All right. Well, if you're gonna like pick, you know, what to get, I guess, and. The genetic lottery, that's
1: yeah, not the worst uh, thing it, it, in the
3: world, it, it, But it, it's painful. Oh, it's horrible. It was horrible. Do we know that the kidney stone has passed?
1: We're 99.9% certain it is gone.
3: But you have not provided the stone. You have I, not provided I, I, the evidence.
1: I, yeah. It, it, I either missed the evidence in a daze if I went in the middle of the ninth. Give us the stone, Jeff. Yeah, I wish. I
3: wish I had the evidence. It'd make everything a lot easier. Let's do a little show and tell on this show today. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> <laughs> so, so we don't have that, but we think it's passed because you're pain free. But it has, it has. You've had complications. Because I mean, of this. look,
1: there's medicines they put you on. There's other things that happen. Uh, I'll be fine. That's okay. that's really the big the big thing. In the I end. just want to
3: give people a visual that when these segments, you're just dying to get through the first segment here because then we have a couple guests.
1: I'll, I'll look. Be- I get because, through one segment. I'll, I'll make it the rest of the way. Because, it's always the first one back is always the hardest. You know that because
3: you are literally pacing in studio. Because you're you're a little backed up, is what you're saying. Oh, I, I look. I, I'm pacing
1: around. I'm pacing around because I normally pace to begin with, Gil. You know that. <laughs> uh, but no, but this I, one look, has I,
3: medical complications. I, I understand. I, okay, I, I, I
1: will. I, I will be just fine in the long run. It just uh, it okay has not been the. Uh, it's not been not been the not, not been the most
3: fun stretch. We're all worried about you. Super pain. Like, just wrap things up. Scale of zero to ten. Like, what's the pain? Well, if, oh, compared I, to everything I, else you've experienced I, in th- life, at the peak.
1: Not even a debate. It was the most painful experience of all time. for wow. me. Wow. At the peak, not even close. Gil, I was so bad when I went to the ER, they saw me immediately.
3: Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, <laughs> not for that, but I've been there for, for different things, yeah. Well, stay tuned. Next two hours, Jeff might pass us stone. You never know. It could happen <laughs> I on this I, program. I don't, I don't think we're going to get that lucky on that one because I think it's already gone. Trade deadline yesterday. We'll monitor Jeff throughout the show. Major League Baseball trade deadline yesterday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Obviously, the biggest of the big was in the final few minutes of a numbers game yesterday when the news came down from Jeff Passen that Juan Soto, along with Josh Bell, but Juan Soto, the big fish out there, going from the Nationals to the Padres. Padres numbers, World Series, go from roughly consensus 25 to 1 to right around the 10 to 1 pocket, 11 to 1. Chop around. You can find it right around there. And, Jeff, the first question becomes, and I have so much to say about this from just a DMV standpoint. Got to just interject this real quick, just from a non-betting standpoint. If you're a fan of the Washington Nationals, I don't even know what to tell you. I just want to give you a hug. 2019 World Series champs on this show, remember famously, it is your obligation to bet the Washington Nationals to win the World Series against the Astros. We won big. Think about the players that have gone through that organization now. Scherzer, Trey Turner, Anthony Rendon, Bryce Harper, and now Juan Soto. How in a four-year span do you go from that to this and trade a 23-year-old generational player? Because, and let's face it, Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong here, the reason you have to do that in the end is you suck so bad as a franchise that the only thing you can offer the kid is gobs of money. And even that was not enough for him. Wasn't enough money. Wasn't enough money.
1: And also, too, just the fact that their farm system, even with, again, keep in mind, they got a lot from the Dodgers last year for Scherzer and Turner. Yeah. And even with that, it still wasn't enough for them to even be competitive in the next two years, in all likelihood.
3: You know, the, 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 I don't I don't consider myself in any way an expert on minor league baseball talent. So I wouldn't even begin to know if this is a good trade ultimately or a bad trade. But from the people who do know minor league baseball, it's 50-50, right? Like some people think, oh, they got the biggest haul ever. And other people are like, eh. You know, so who knows?
1: We don't know. We don't know even if it was even right. even even if on, even if on paper everyone agreed it was the greatest hall of all time. We don't <laughs> know. We, none we of these guys know. have
3: never played in the majors other than void. By the way, just sticking to the Beltway, the other team, the team that I grew up loving, grew up loving the Baltimore Orioles, orange and black baby, Giants Orioles. the The Orioles end up trading Trey Mancini, uh, who ends up with the Astros, and. Obviously, starting pitching help as well goes out the window. And so your, your whole thing with the Orioles was, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal a phrase from somebody because I was trying to figure out how to articulate this as, an, as the Orioles fan base would say. It's like you're just on the outside looking in of the playoff picture for the first time in a bajillion years because you have been abjectly horrible for modern history. And you get this close to the postseason, and you still go by the, yes, but this is the correct thing to do with these contracts as the trade deadline approaches. And someone, I, I apologize for not uh, grabbing who said this, but someone said it properly, where they said, the Orioles don't have the social capital to behave that way. It's a perfect way to say it. Like, you're, you haven't done enough here for your fans in modern history, to behave the proper way, you should, like, give them something. Go for it. Anyway, that was a parenth- large parenthetical aside. You, you know, from the outside, I actually, the Mancini
1: trade, I actually thought was pretty good. I understand what you're saying, though. The Lopez
3: one, they didn't get enough back. What are we doing? Pablo but Lopez Because what, yes. yep. what are we doing? Jorge Lopez, I'm sorry. What are we doing? I mean, I guess what I'm saying is I understand it, right? It makes I understand the baseball sense of it. But what are we doing, like, for as as a if there's such a thing as fans of a sport? What do you tell, like, what do you tell people, like, ah, wait a wait a little longer? All right. Anyway, back to the Padres and getting Soto. Did this in any way? As I as I left the show yesterday, this was happening in the lat literally the last few minutes of the show yesterday. JVT came in studio and let us know that this was going down per passing. I was like, okay, well, if you believe, if you have the conviction that Soto going to the Padres makes them the squad now, makes them the team to beat, rush to make your bets before people pull them. I don't know if I was able to get that out there, you know, that, that those words out in time before everyone pulled them. But it was if you have conviction in the Padres. Was there anything about the Padres acquiring Juan Soto that obviously it makes your lineup just that much more awesome? But in a postseason structure, where starting pitching and relief pitching, but particularly starting pitching in a wild card, best of three matters tremendously. Would you make a bet on the Padres in any futures market? No way. No way. The big issue they have either. is they are 11
1: and a half games behind the Dodgers in the NL West.
3: Yeah. So 25 to one to win the division. You're not betting that. They're, no
1: way. They're They're not coming back and winning the division. And as we know, getting the one and the two seeds are of the utmost importance this year so the padres again keep in mind here now at 10 to 1 let's just do this on the current number mm-hmm. at 10 to 1 you in order to win that bet you need the padres to win a best of 3 of either against the braves or the mets where more than likely they will have to go to the east coast correct and have all those games on the road for one If they win that, congratulations. Your reward, a five-game series with the Dodgers. Right. And then after that, all right, cool. You've beaten two of the three best teams. You probably have the Mets or the Braves waiting for you in the NLCS.
3: That it, is it's, a gigantic, it, gigantic it, hill to climb. It's just the way baseball is structured, right? Like uh, one could even argue—I'll just say it—I get it. The Giants probably aren't going to make the postseason, but you never know. They could ratchet up the magic, and anything's possible. Not but, there to but but it is, but in a best—I know—but in a best of three with that starting pitching, you could can you could credibly make an argument. Maybe they're even better set up with starting pitching, right? So it's—I guess what I'm saying is, it's awesome. It's awesome for them long term. Does it induce an actual wager? And, and even if you say, well, I got a I got a better number than now exists. Okay, well, good for you. But uh, do you really think it's getting home? I don't. Hey, look, if you took them at 25 to 1 10 days ago, sure. Sure. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. With, I'm not going to. But, but I guess I, I, what I'm trying to get at is that's wonderful. We all like to have good numbers. But do you in your heart of hearts believe they can overcome? Baseball is random, Right. Postseason is the most random of them all, but do in your heart of hearts, do you think they overcome the Dodgers and or Mets or, uh, and or Braves or and or anybody else? I,
1: I, I really do think at this point for this year, Gil, with the weight of the top four setting up where it's likely going to be Yankees, Astros, Dodgers, and then one of the Mets or the Braves, it is going to be really difficult for anyone this year
3: to have to win the extra series and still get through. Last minute here before the break. And we'll talk trade deadline thoughts throughout the show today with with everybody that's on We will continue as well. But you're a Mets guy. The Mets, largely, with the exception of getting DeGrom back yesterday, and for all intents and purposes, he was fine, even though the Mets lose to the Nationals yesterday. But he looked good. Mets have to be happy with that. But they were relatively inactive by comparison. If the Mets don't get to the promised land, will Jeff Parlay and the Mets fan base look back at the trade deadline and say... Oh, that was our chance to do something, and we didn't. Well, the Mets fan base has already decided the season's
1: over, despite (laughs) the fact they're two and a half games clear because they lost last night in the bullpen, Snakes. It's over. The biggest thing that they didn't do yesterday that they needed to do was get a left-handed reliever. That was a gigantic, unacceptable miss. Other than that, they, they needed to improve the DH slot. They did that over the last 10 days. They got one good reliever they needed to do more, sure, but... Sure, that could be what it
3: is, but there'll be other factors that we'll find, Gil. Enjoy Darren Ruff, though. Be, he's a good piece against yeah. left-handed pitchers. Yeah, I like that one. All right, we'll come back. John Legasa's Baseball Picks of the Day, his thoughts on the Yankees at the trade deadline next. Numbers gave Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
2: the numbers game with Gil Alexander on v the sports betting
3: network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Won't take you but a few seconds. And then stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM, state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble. Responsibly gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. We get tweets and texts. Jeff, it's medical radio this morning. You ready for this? Uh, Michael, oh, great. Michael Montesano, who uh, won the uh circus sports booby prize first year of Circuit Millions, he said, Make sure Jeff, Jeff, by the way, if you're just tuning in, uh, at a bout with kidney stones, can we call it a bout? <laughs> you call whatever you want. I'm going with bout. <laughs> you can call whatever you that want. That word is so all-encompassing. Uh, he said, make sure Jeff talks to his doctor about his diet to prevent the stone coming back. I'm sure he probably has, but I feel bad for Jeff. I had a buddy who got it a couple of times. Painful. We get tweets at Beating the Book, Jeff. This is from Martin. Ask Jeff if he's drinking Gatorade. Stop drinking it. Nemesis enforcer. Kidney stone is no joke. I had prostatis. That was misdiagnosed as kidney stones. Worst experience of life, 106-degree fever, has to be what it feels like before you die. One clinic, two ER visits over two days before the right diagnosis. Nationals fans, Las Vegas 514, yo, we need more than a hug, Gil. Thank you anyway. Kenny G, Gil, welcome back from a well-deserved vacation. Tell Jeff, I had kidney stones years ago. He's totally correct. The pain's off the charts. Drink cranberry juice. I added vodka, he says. Now That's that, that not a great move. I'm not sure these are medically sanctioned tweets. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say no on that last. I'm one. gonna say I'm
1: gonna say very much no on that last, last. At least the last last portion.
3: Listen, I uh I had uh, You're you're how old? Twenty eight, twenty nine? What twenty nine? I hope you feel better, man. I will be all right. Jeff's just trying to make it through one, one segment one, at a time. One, one segment at a time. <laughs> one, the, old, the old Mike Tomlin cliche, let's do it. By the way, at uh, my age, we, uh, you get a colonoscopy as a medical checkup. I, one of the first things I did on my lovely vacation was get a colonoscopy. Colonoscopy clean, by the way. But uh, colonoscopy hack for people, since we're talking medicine here, you know, you have to take this disgusting solution as the prep. It's the prep that's hard for the colonoscopy. You're out for the actual procedure. Do you feel violated afterwards? Is that what you're thinking? No, but I'm just saying the prep is tough. But the, you know, and they tell you take it with Gatorade, but they but it overpowers. The solution overpowers the Gatorade. It's disgusting. Somebody said to me, just get 64 ounces of clear apple juice. It'll be like drinking 64 ounces of clear apple juice. Bang. Was phenomenal. There's my colonoscopy hack, everybody. Medical radio this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, John Legesa from Mayo Media at MLB Moving A V G. That's MLB moving average. Plucked right out of the stands of Yankee Stadium. How you doing, man?
6: Oh, man, I have lost a bout or two to Stones in my day. I don't think I could tell the story. We need an R-rated show. But I can tell you I was mooing like a cow at the end of it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We are all so fragile, man. You have to laugh. Jeff will be all right. We just want him to get through. Medical, the medicine's having a bad effect on him. All right, so, John, before we get to your picks of the day, you're a Yankees guy. The Yankees make an interesting move. Obviously, the big the big thing happened a couple days ago when they pick up Frankie Montas uh, and Lu- and Trevino from the Athletics. So that was a big deal because Montas at the time was considered okay, besides Soto, at least from pitching. Uh, since since Castillo had already been picked up by the Mariners, that was the big chip out there, and they they end up getting him yesterday. Though very curious trade, I thought uh, Jordan Montgomery goes to the Cardinals. Harrison Bader, who will be great. <laughs> I'm already looking at Legais's face. Bader, I should probably stop here, but Bader will give them great defense at center field. Um, but you, I can just tell by your face. I don't even need to ask. You didn't like this.
6: I, I'm i befuddled, and confused, I disgusted. I just don't understand in this push. Will you go and get the crown jewel at the time, Frankie Montast? Yeah, he has some home away splits. That aside, he is a phenomenal pitcher. It's a definitive upgrade to the scarcest commodity that we have, and the Yankees shipped away Jordan Montgomery yeah. for a player in Beater. Listen, that I like a lot. If he's watching Harrison, I like you a lot, man. I wish I could get my hair to that length, but plantar fasciitis has buried several quality careers. It reaggravates, and when it does, sometimes that's it. I can't believe we traded now for something later that we might not even get. And as nice of a player as Bader is, I don't know if they're trying to telegraph judge walking right now. That's been some of the whispers I have in my WhatsApp chats and stuff. So. I don't know. Montas obviously a huge upgrade, but now it feels a bit more lateral moving Jordan Montgomery away. I mean, there aren't enough viable starters to go around, so I don't know how you, I don't know how get him in.
3: Let me let me ask you a human question. I'm I'm going to appeal to your Yankee heart. Did you did you read or hear Joey Gallo's comments out the door uh, after being a Yankee how he was afraid to show his face? how he just it was just, he was just absolutely miserable as a yankee do you care do you have any heart for that whatsoever
6: you know, it's funny. I guess with all the numbers they use, maybe I come off a bit more colder. I'm becoming more of a Disney dad, right, in my old age, I guess, having kids and stuff. I would tell them, man, we love them. I'd probably see him and offer to buy him a beer. And these guys work really hard. I talked to him probably about small sample sets. And maybe if you wanted, I'd dig into the numbers. Maybe we could get him going and figure out exactly what's going on. Other than that, this, just like handicappers, right, let's apply it to us. You can't beat yourself up. Over the results. If you know the inputs are correct, I tell yeah. him, Hey man, if you're doing your process, if your process and the methodology is correct, it'll come. I hope he wasn't hanging his head over that. And I hope people really weren't too tough on him. Cause these are people moving as hard changing. Scenery is hard, you know, moving your family is hard. So again, I'd really tell him to keep his chin up. Plus he's Italian.
3: Well, there's the main point. <laughs> um, so listen, John heart of hearts, then getting back to the heart thing. How do you feel about the Yankees and the Astros now post-trade deadline? Do you feel your team is the second best team in the American League behind the Astros, truthfully?
6: This is going to be the only time I've ever been on record saying that I think the Yankees are the best team right now. I'm usually a pessimist. I normally am. I normally am the pessimist. I don't think the Astros can keep up with the Yankees' bullpen. I don't think they have the lineup depth. The rotation has looked very good as of late bringing in or, you know, I don't know if they really have it at the back end, especially where you're going to need it in those critical middle innings, in the fifth, the sixth, the seventh I don't think the Astros have the arms to shorten the game in the manner that the Yankees do. And I know that was part of the Trevino love is his history against the Astros. I've never been a big batter versus pitcher guy, so I don't want to start touting that. But I did hear that that was part of it. He's had success against them. So the Yankees are clearly at least thinking about them in the future. And listen, the Astros, like anyone else, I mentioned starting pitcher depth. One starting pitcher injury and to an old man they have, he's a bit long in the tooth. I wish him the best. I never want anyone hurt. But pitching injuries, He's come for them all. So uh, Houston has to get to the finish line, I should say, before they count their eggs.
3: By the way, good little handicapping baseball nugget John just threw in there. He's not much of a batting versus pitching guy. BVP, as we like to say it. I am with you wholeheartedly. I think people overuse that when they handicap. When you read people who handicap baseball, they will oftentimes cite BVP. It is statistically not important uh, except for under the most rare circumstances, when a pitcher just has a just a slew of uh, at bats faced or plate appearances faced against multiple people in an order, but it is the exception; it is not the rule. I always I always note that when people cite that, those stats.
6: Yeah, absolutely. That is noise and not signal.
3: All right, let's get to your picks. Uh, you want to start with your prop bet first? Let's do that. You got three today.
6: Yeah, okay, I, you know what, this would be perfect because we're actually going to tie in uh, a plus money F5 money line into this So because it's in the same game. We have White Sox and the Royals with cheese, Lance Lynn. It's been pretty ugly, 6'5 ERA, 1-3 whip. Again, I'm not going to talk about not overreacting to small samples and then do the same thing myself. But when there is a legitimate reason for it, we've seen a precipitous degradation in fastball velocity across his entire arsenal, and then we've seen the subsequent you know, output from opposing hitters. lefties just having their way. 320 batting average, 560 slug, and it's the fastball bin, the pitches that are most vulnerable to losses in velocity. Fastball plus sinker, more than 50% use, more than 600x slug. That's been the reason. Last 25 and two-thirds from Lynn, 23 earned runs. He's in trouble. The Kansas City offense is not excellent, but they do hit those fastballs. We'll get to that in a second. Of course, my boy Brady, the winning singer, going for the Royals 350 ERA, 113, where- 20% Caimanus walk, the things that matter He's keeping it low, he's keeping it slow 46 ground ball, 30 hard hit A 15% foul ball rate That's important, he wins around the edges because of that slider With the big time, 39% whiff Give me the Royals in the race to 15 Plus 125 I think they have the definitive edge And then it's going to come on the back of MJ Melendez Listen, now that we have access to all these new stats and stuff He's leading off against righties only Last five games against righties, he's led off Last 75 plate appearances against righties OPS, and against those sinkers and fastballs that I mentioned from righties, 14% barrel, 4.14 expected WOBA on the year, 2.90 ISO. Remember, that's an extra base hit rate, so 29% extra base hit rate. If we're going to get three or four plate appearances, we should get them across over 1.5 total bases 110. So it's two nice plus money props this afternoon. I think we get them both. I'm sorry, one money line and one total bases.
3: All right, and real quick, out the door, you have a little parlay here. Is that what you I
6: see? Yeah, and, and this one's pretty easy. It's very good teams against very bad teams. Let's not be greedy and look for run line covers. Give me Minnesota and Cleveland to cover it up plus 110 together. Simple money lines. We don't have to cover. Let's not be greedy. Again, Joe Ryan and Shane Bieber Fever. I think that's where we want to be.
3: John, great to see you as always, man.
6: Oh, Mr. Man.
3: John Legace, everybody, at MLB Moving A V G. Coming back with college football. Pete Futak, big 10 season wins. Thoughts next.
2: The numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network.
3: The college football guide is here. It is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams in college football, including team trends, power ratings, and over under recommendations, plus our best season win totals, bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide, though, is to become a VSIN All Access subscriber. Sign up early and for a discounted $175, you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides, both along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay is here as well. We get tweets. At Beating the Book, Jeff essentially waterboarding himself back behind the glass. He was told, drink a lot of water. He is just absolutely. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Just keep on going. We get tweets at Beating the Book, Right Angle Sports. Oh, Ed Golden uh, tweeting out some of the media that he's done. Very little media that he has done over the past, uh, past few years. We were proud to have been one of them. So thank you for tweeting that out. Over at Right Angle Sports. This is from Ray. He said, Beer is good for kidney stones. Actually good. Helps pass it. See, I don't know if this is true or not. I shouldn't just Ron Burke. No, I, 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 I'm starting to question how much some of our listeners are
1: truly <laughs> trying to help me. Numbers game listeners giving you trying vod- to make sure I'm not here anymore. Vodka, and it is.
3: beer recommendations. Uh, Scooby beats the number. He said, The ultimate plus CLV gill, clear apple juice, that is priceless. Yes, I swear by it. Ultimate colonoscopy hack. You'll thank me later. Stats, facts, observations. He said, uh, Gil, with the playoff spot within sight, the Orioles trade Trey Mancita and Jorge Lopez. At what point does the front office decide that winning matters? Hey, man, I said it first thing on the show. And I'm an I'm a Orioles fan by birth. It's, it's They didn't, the, the phrase again, they haven't built up enough social capital to act responsibly. <laughs> They really haven't. You don't like. It's like give them something. I get it. You're clear. You're supposed to trade because of the contracts, but you're the Orioles. Anyway, let's talk some college football, everybody. Peter Futak was kind enough to join us yesterday. The founder, the czar, the emperor of college football news. Talk SEC with us yesterday. We were rudely interrupted by the Juan Soto trade. Let's hope Soto doesn't get traded again today during our segment. Pete, how you doing, man?
2: Yeah. Baseball. I do. I was doing fine. Kidney stones. That's the Jeff. fear.
3: Yeah. Ah, yeah. There's family history. Not fun. Pete. Family history. I
2: I know a uh, wife had, I, as that has been described to me for the male, it's as close as you will get to the pain of birth. If you are for the, I, I want nothing to do with it. I'm all in with you. Water, water, water. I know, no, no that, that set the tone for me. As soon as you set that off, I was just like, ah, Oof.
3: Still hasn't produced the stone, Pete. We're waiting on that. Ah! No, we, again, we're we're fairly certain it's gone, but we need to. See we don't it. know. We don't know where it is. It's like having a Kanye moment. Well, you ain't got all the answers, Sway. <laughs> let's produce it. <laughs> all right, let's start with the Big Ten East today. Uh, this is very much like our Georgia and Alabama discussion when we talk about Ohio State. Uh, some books have it at ten and a half, where it's like hugely juiced on the over. Some books will have it at eleven and a half, uh, where it is kind of even on each side. Over 10 and a half will get you minus 250. But you look at this schedule, and this is same verse, you know, very similar to the first with Alabama and Georgia. 11 and 1 seems like it's totally the thing. And I guess it's that first game against Notre Dame. I believe you even said this in College Football News. It's the tone setter, right? Like, that's the only way this could really get derailed.
2: Or if CJ Stroud gets hurt and right. we discussed this yesterday with Alabama and in the transfer portal era where uh, you can always boost up other parts of your team the one area that seems to get hit by the big guys is that kills their quarterback depth when Quinn Ewers is now going to be the starting quarterback of uh, Texas and it's Ohio State they have backups but they don't have another one to uh, come in for Stroud. So that's the big X factor in all this be right as we discussed yesterday with Alabama and you can go with Clemson maybe even Georgia to a certain extent. If it's 10 and a half, okay, over. If it's 11, go under because they're more likely to go under that than go over it. Uh, but you're right. Notre Dame's the tone setter. Where can it go wrong? I mean, Wisconsin on the right day, that's that's a, it's a, better, it's a better badger team this year. At home, it could be a problem. At Penn State, eh. At Michigan State, maybe. But they are way more likely. I like them to be over a 10 and a half or even 11, more than I'd like in Alabama to be over, because that, that schedule, like you said, they're going to rip through everybody.
3: Yeah, I'd go over 10.5, lay the minus 205. What, what about Michigan? And let's just go to the Big Ten East Division odds as well. Michigan is the the closest number to Ohio State. Ohio State, a prohibitive favorite, minus 320 at DraftKings. Michigan's 4-1. to Michigan season win total set at 9.5, with the over slightly juiced consensus-wise about minus 125. And this is another one of these things where it's like it's very familiar, right? Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn to start, okay, and that gets you that gets you going on a, on a schedule that essentially you look at the end, right? With Michigan, and you're like, okay, the game's at Columbus at the end of this schedule, and you figure, okay, what's their goal before getting there? Like, would they take ten and one before that game? That's probably realistic. And where might that loss come from? Penn State and Michigan State looming there in the middle, I would imagine.
2: Uh, but they're both at home. Yeah. I I would not give up on I I would not automatically assume Ohio State's far and away talent-wise better than anybody in the Big Ten. Michigan's not fallen off. I know they lose Asian Hutchinson. They lose some key parts off the defensive line. That offensive line might be the best or the second best by Wisconsin's in the Big Ten. They are loaded with talent. They got the big guy from uh, the transfer portal, and oh, I'm, I'm going to just blow the name, but Ole Musume from Virginia coming in, he might be the best center in the country. Uh, but they've got the skill, guys. They've got the talent. And you kind of mentioned, oh, well, Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn to start. Michigan doesn't usually duck teams That's in true. the non-conference. Yeah. They usually have one. Like last year, Washington just so happened to be bad. They usually have a something there. They don't have this. They don't year. Have They're going to be 3-0. Yeah. Uh-uh. 3-0, no offense to your Maryland world, but Maryland four <laughs> 4-0. Yeah. At Iowa, that's a dangerous part. At Indiana, no. I don't think they lose to Penn State at home. Michigan State always has a problem with for them, no matter what. But you're right. i, I along with a long way of saying nine and a half. I love it to be ten and one going into that Ohio State game. You got to assume the loss there in Columbus. So ten and two, I like actually like the over on nine and a half, even though it's asking a little bit of, of a big lift.
3: Would you make a, a a bet on any team to win the Big tennis besides Ohio State? Would you make Michigan a Michigan would not
2: be horrible. I mean, again, I mean, if something goes wrong, if Stroud gets hurt, it, and Michigan might be just that good. I mean, they might be. They have. They're going to have the lines to be able to hold up. But that is a fully focused Ohio State team. So if you're, it's it's Ohio State. But if you're going to be wacky, you're not crazy going with Michigan here.
3: All right, let's go, let's go rapid fire on the rest in the Big East. Penn State's at eight and a half. The under slightly juiced uh, at minus one twenty five. Again, we're just talking consensus number here. Always shop around. And you look at this schedule, and you're like, well, I can see the fulcrum game just sticking out of that schedule, and that's Auburn on September seventeenth. And, again, we always talk with college football schedules. They're such a tone setter. That's the one here, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. And you don't like that there's a – for Penn State, they don't have the skill of Ohio State this year, and they don't have the lines of Michigan. Uh, they've got enough to be really good. They are too many 50-50 games at Purdue to start the season's a problem. they got to go to Michigan. Uh, Minnesota could be an issue for them. I actually like the under on this, but it's Penn State – yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's too many games that could be landmines that go under on this.
3: All right. Michigan State's at seven and a half with the over slightly juiced minus minus one thirty-five. same sort of thing here. You look at the top of their schedule and the big game theoretically would be at Washington at Seattle to take on uh dub. That's the Absolute. one Absolutely
2: dead, dead on right. I mean, because this, you have to remember last year they caught a bunch of breaks. They they didn't actually beat anybody that great, other than Michigan. They caught a few breaks in that game, but fine. Given you know they won it, uh, Kenneth Walker goes off. They caught the break at the very end. Obviously they didn't cut to the win total in the bowl game, but this is an okay Michigan State team, not that great. But you're right. If you think they're going to beat Washington, go over. If you think they're going to lose to him, go under.
3: All right, Maryland. I, I'm I'm too veteran of Maryland guy to to know any better then this is just about can they get to a bowl or not, right? I mean, this is right where it should be, the number at six.
2: Yeah, but they're going build, to build up a really nice base of wins. Buffalo at Charlotte, South Alabama. They're going to start out 3-0. and And they get Michigan State at home. They can win at Indiana. They could win uh, Northwestern. I mean, there are enough winnable games on the slate, throwing Rutgers. I actually kind of like the over on this if you're going with the six. So uh, their offense is going to be good, and they're going to beat somebody pretty good this year.
6: All right, Indiana,
3: two years removed from a really spectacular season by their historical standards, one year removed from return to crapitude. They're at four. <laughs> four is their number with the overslightly juice, but they could go 3-0 and out of the shoot here.
2: If you, like you said, your fulcrum game is Illinois. If you think they're going to yeah. beat Illinois, then you're, like, you're right. They're going to beat Idaho. Western Kentucky's not a given. This is not the same team of last year, but that offense is going to still be dangerous. But yeah, you got to assume that's got to be a win. But what else he got? Because they got to go to Cincinnati. That's probably a loss because Cincinnati is still pretty good. Indiana's going to be better. I, if it's four, if you have to go one way or the other, go over than under. But four is right about where they should be at.
3: And do we find a number for Rutgers, uh, Jeff? Obviously, DraftKings won't have them. But do we find anyone for for Rutgers? What would you? Well, I mean Rutgers. It's going to take a few road upsets to get to uh, to six wins here in bowling for sure.
2: That's a lot because they yeah. start the season at Boston College, uh, Wagner and Temple. So there's your two. They get Indiana at home. That's probably a win. But what else you got? I mean, there's just there's, they're not going to be favored in any other game. They could beat Nebraska. I think they get to the fourish, but the six, that's asking a lot.
3: Your favorite bet among all those is?
2: Uh, I would probably have to go Maryland on the over
3: on the six. Okay. All right. Let's do some Big Ten West. Let's do that after the break. Pete Futak, at Pete, F-I-U-T-A-K on Twitter, from College Football News. Next, Numbers Game, v the Sports betting Network.
4: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
5: Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo.
2: A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN, the sports betting network.
3: Turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any major league baseball game. And if all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25 log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of the offer all season long just to opt in to the one game parlay insurance promotion then place a one game parlay wager with four legs or more on any major league baseball game if you miss only one leg on your wager you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets major league baseball trademarks used with permission visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer all promotion subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire 7 days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. We get texts, we get tweets. This is a uh, text from uh, buddy uh, Chris Bruno, Spanky's guy. Uh, He says, uh, Gil, tell Jeff I have a long history of kidney stones and there's absolutely nothing worse than having a 9 a.m. kidney stone while incarcerated on Rikers Island. (laughs) Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> they give you two Tylenols and tell you to deal with it. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Oh he wow, said that's... And he said he he actually he actually uh piggybacked my thing about apple juice. He said strong lemonade is his hack for a colonoscopy. I'm all about the apple juice man.
1: Oh my goodness, that 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 just makes me
3: hurt even more
1: that Rikers Island.
3: Hey, story. listen, it's a very relatable text. Wow. It's a very relatable <laughs> text. Uh, uh, Brad, Spiderweb. Hey, Gil, I missed John's prop play. Oh, John Legace's prop play from earlier. Uh, MJ Melendez, over one and a half total bases for the uh, Kansas City Royals. In the newsletter, if you missed it. In the newsletter. There you go. VEASAN.com slash newsletter. Phil Weiss, all these quote-unquote doctors trying to help Jeff. Here's the cure. Get off the Mets and Jets. Scott, New York, Mess 16. Pain was so intense I couldn't even lay down because it felt like laying on a golf ball. Did they give you the paper strainer to catch the stone so they can see what caused your stone? Good luck, my friend. Did you get a paper strainer?
1: I did not, unfortunately. We do not
3: believe you, Jeff, until you produce the stone. Good. Well, we might be waiting a long time, Gil. And Ray, uh, wreaking havoc, he is, he's a little upset. He was the guy who uh, suggested the beer, and he's a little upset that we, we were doubting him, and he actually has sent now us the actual words he goes for the haters, but obviously everything in moderation uh, does beer help. Is this a myth with kidney stones? And he's sending me uh, the document. It says, yes, beer is a diuretic. It does help. And it goes on and on about beer.
1: There are a lot of diuretics out there, Gil, that could help me. That can help with that. Mm-hmm. That are probably equally as effective or more effective than beer Yeah. without the lasting impacts of beer or, neglecting what could possibly have caused the thing. So what what
3: you're saying is you're not going to take medical advice from the Twitter community.
1: Unfortunately for everyone in the Twitter community, I'll take the well wishes, but uh, we'll we'll see.
3: Last one. We'll see and more than likely, no. Alan Mitchell. Hey, Gil, each Thursday when you introduce Krakenberger, he has music. How about each morning when you introduce Jeff, we get a little Dylan. Uh, Dylan's like a rolling stone. So I see what he did there. Very nice. We always Jeff well. Pete Futak is here, College Football News. Hey you doing, Pete? You good?
2: Wait a minute. For, you mentioned colonoscopy. That's a completely
3: different thing. Correct.
2: Than the kidney you colonoscopy, huge fan. I was, you know, knocked <laughs> out. I woke up a new fan. man. I was I was <laughs> best sleep I got. It, in like it, 15 is, years. it is
3: a spectacular sleep. It really is. No, I was saying that I on vacation, I got a colonoscopy because I'm of that age. Uh, all clean. Thanks for asking. But it but instead of taking that horrible liquid, the way to get around it is just go apple juice and you just it's just like drinking apple juice you don't detect Uh, i
2: was was fine with the whole process cleaned everything out i woke up like i was you know whistling uh when i was i was was like wow that's what sleep feels like that was awesome
3: i'm just saying as a way to prevent the misery of the prep it should be noted that in the medical community they are coming up with a pill now so people who will have like when jeff gets to an age where he has a colonoscopy he won't have to deal with any of it he'll just take a pill that's what's gonna happen all right all right how about some big 10 west is That's a good, go. is that a good segue?
2: He's the Big Ten West compared yeah.
3: to the East. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Uh, let's start with Iowa. Could this be the year? By the way, Wisconsin is the short shot to win the Big Ten West, plus 190. Nebraska's plus 380. Then the Hawkeyes at 4-1. to But I want to start with Iowa because their season win total is 7.5. And it's pretty much even on each side of that. And there is a scenario here where they, I mean, they should be 4-0 and before the Michigan game, right? Like, that Ray should happen.
2: freaking low. I, yeah. I love, this is my favorite of the, all the Big Ten bets, because first of all, they don't lose game, regular season games under Kirk Ferentz. I, I don't have the stat, forgive me, off the top of my head right now, but they, they don't lose fewer than eight games under Kirk Ferentz over the last, like, 10 years. I think it's only happened, like, once or something crazy like that. Uh, South Dakota, Iowa State, Nevada, at Rutgers, you're 4-0 right there. They're probably going to win at Illinois. They're probably going to beat Northwestern at home. They've got that nice base of win. They always beat Nebraska, so they're going to beat them at home. The, the big key to this, though, when you're going back to the, the Big Ten, who's going to represent the West, if they can beat Wisconsin, this works out. We're, not only does Iowa a pretty solid bet at over 7.5, I think they win nine games. They're a great bet to actually for the value get to the Big Ten championship if you think they can beat the Badgers.
3: So you would take a shot at them in that and that market yeah, we just showed. Definitely. All right. What yes. about what about Wisconsin? Who is again the the short shot to win the Big Ten West? Wisconsin again in the interest of time. Let's just say it's eight, mm-hmm. it's eight and a half. The over is juiced at minus one forty five. But again, the quick glance at Iowa at Nebraska. Those are the keys, right?
2: At, at Iowa State. I mean, if you're talking about winning it, yes. at, at Iowa is the big one. If they beat Iowa at Iowa, they're going to win the Big Ten West. The problem is overall for the eight and a half that they are at Ohio State's a problem, at Michigan State's a problem, at Nebraska might be a problem. And watch out for Washington State to start the season. We'll get into Pac-12 another day. That's probably one of the best value over-unders on the entire board. Uh, That's a dangerous team for a Wisconsin team. It's going to, once again, have one of the best defenses in the country. But they're replacing their whole secondary, and that's week two.
3: Golden Gophers, seven and a half. Minnesota, you look at the middle of that schedule. At Michigan State, at Illinois, at Penn State, at Nebraska, a a lot of road... Uh, conference games sort of packed in the middle there. What do you like?
2: Yeah, uh? but they travel really well. That's the thing under PJ Fleck is uh, up until last year that they, that was like their first loss. Like, Blank on who it was too. That was their first. They don't lose non-conference games under PJ Fleck, and they're great on the road. Uh, that running game is going to be spectacular again. I think they go over on this eight wins again. Starting the season, New Mexico State, Western Illinois. They're going to beat Colorado. There's your base of three wins to start. They get Northwestern at home. That's probably four wins. They just have to build off of there. I think they can win four more games.
3: Okay. Now we get to Nebraska. <laughs> and so oh. this is, listen, I, Scott Frost is just the worst to me, but I look at this schedule and two things can be true. This schedule is about as, let's put it this way. There are no excuses, right? With this schedule, this schedule is as no. greatly laid out as possible for the Cornhuskers. Oscars.
2: Oh, Oklahoma, there's your I mean, you've got, first of all, I'm scared to death. We will get into this, I'm sure, in a couple of weeks, but I am scared to death of Northwestern in that Ireland game. That seems like a game that Northwestern, Pat Fitzgerald, they're going to be like, all right, enough of this from last year, and they rise up, but they should beat Northwestern. Yeah, that's a North du- Dakota, Dublin,
3: Dublin, Ireland, as you said, for those yeah, who Yeah, they should
2: game. win that game in Georgia Southern. There's your 3-0, and and then they get Indiana at home after a week off. There is your base of four wins. So Nebraska, like no more of this five and seven stuff. There's no excuse to not at least go bowling. Uh, But to get over that seven and a half, they're going to probably lose to Oklahoma. They're going to probably lose at Michigan. They probably lose at at Iowa. So they have Wisconsin. That's a dangerous game. And I think there's another... Weird lot with Nebraska-ish. They're going to blow it, lost somewhere, and they're like at Purdue or maybe at Rutgers. That might be the one that <laughs> watch, Rutgers right? I was going to
3: say, watch so, them figure out a way to lose that game. Yeah, it's
2: until until they can prove they can do it under on the seven and
3: a half. All right, real quick because we got uh, three, so I'll do them all at once. Purdue's at seven and a half. The under is juiced. They too uh, would fall under the category of it. It won't be the schedule's fault if they have a bad year. Illinois's four and a half. And Northwestern in the uh, in the Catbird seat, opposite of the Catbird seat, at four. They're at the bottom here. What do you like best of those oh, three?
2: I I love Northwestern, and there's no basis to this other than that just it's Pat Fitzgerald. And when you don't – they're way overdue to have a Northwestern-y type of season. They've got the lines. They're going to be better. Four is way low for them. I like them over them. The four. Illinois is going to be a funky one. If they beat Indiana – early on in the Big Ten opener for them. Wyoming and Indiana, Virginia's going to be dangerous, but Chattanooga they're going to beat. I I think they're going bowling. I think they go over on the five.
3: So your favorite there, if I'm uh, to discern, was Iowa over and Iowa to win the Big Ten West?
2: That would be my, in terms of value, I think Wisconsin's probably doing it, but if if Iowa beats Wisconsin, they're going to probably win the Big Ten West and on the over, like it.
3: Okay. So Iowa here, and then uh, in the previous segment and
2: Northwestern again. Yeah. This is, I and know you are here at analytics; it's all numbers based. It's all just because that four just seems like it could be a ridiculous. Like, when we're talking a couple weeks from now, if they beat Nebraska, that four is going to seem like a ridiculous gift.
3: Okay. And yesterday, wasn't it Vanderbilt that you liked the best? over on Vanderbilt's two and a half? Wasn't I like
2: it? all the I like all the Power Five two and a half win teams to
3: go. Home. <laughs> That's right. I'm telling you, though, with Vandy, you're going to you're gonna win two games early, and then it's going to be a sweat the rest of the you
2: year. You need the Texas miracle. Yeah. We need the Texas miracle of Kansas last year to get you to that
3: three. Thank you, Peter. Vin there Scully tribute and Jason Weingarten next on the numbers game.
4: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming
0: this summer. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine.